Welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. This is going to be so much fun. I love music people because they are often not just talented and different, but in many cases, they just are who they are. Sometimes they try to hide it. Some don't, but a lot do. But you know one way to truly see who a musician or a singer or a person in the entertainment business is? Learn what their concert writer request list is. What do they require backstage before or after their performance? You learn a little bit about them psychologically. So let's let's check out a few artists together on this episode and see what their choices tell you about them. For example, let's start with the late Whitney Houston. Listen to this. Whitney Houston required that she be driven around in an armored Mercedes or BMW that was, quote, neat and clean with tinted windows in excellent working condition. But check this out. On the same rider, she also asked for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You find that as interesting as I do? What can you look into that and see? What does that tell you? Well, what I see is that this is a lady who wanted safety. She also wanted to be noticed and wanted what probably was a comfort food. I'm assuming maybe she ate as a child even when she became a hugely successful artist. Here's another one. What about Tina Turner? Tina Turner on one tour requested for every show that there would be provided chocolate milk. In the writer, it says, quote, but not Yoohoo under any circumstances. <laughs> As for her post-show meal, Tina asked the promotion team to, quote, locate an upscale rib joint, end quote. What does this tell you? What does it tell me? It tells me she never stopped being Tina Turner. And again, I wonder at what point the chocolate milk entered into her life as a treat or as a thing. There's a lot of this push and pull when it comes to things that maybe reminds people of their childhood. Here's another one. Let's continue the trend with the band Cheap Trick. Now, on one hand, Cheap Trick requests a one-pound bag of Starbucks bold whole bean coffee and a good, in all capital letters, a good bottle of Merlot at at least $30 minimum price. But then they round off this sophistication with, and I quote, ready to eat jello pudding cups. Are you noticing a trend? Seems like a lot of times 
as sophisticated as people can become, maybe when they come into some popularity or into some money, they still have a portion of them that wants probably what they wanted as a little kid. How about In Excess? The band In Excess is a fun one. They specifically ask for quality Beaujolais in a ping pong table. See, this makes me think that, yeah, they've refined their tastes over time, but we're still fun and probably relatable people. In fact, when I interviewed their drummer, John Ferris, he was very cool and very down to earth. I could see that, the Beaujolais and the ping pong table. Sometimes you don't even really have an explanation. You just see how something makes sense. Like Smokey Robinson, on one of his tours, he requested backstage that there be barbecue chicken wings and ginger ale. Can you not see that? Tony Bennett. Dude, Tony Bennett's request is so fan-centric, which I find very cool. His rider demands that fans in the front row are never to be more than six feet away from the stage. He wants that front row nice and close so he can be with the people. So I think that kind of stuff is pretty cool. So again, when we look at what these artists want, you can kind of learn a little bit about the artists themselves. Now, some lists show how complex, maybe a little confused, some of these people probably are too. For example, Billy Idol. <laughs> this one's kind of confusing. At first, his writer says, no processed meats. But then you keep reading, and he requests cold cuts, hot dogs, sausages, and lunch meats. <laughs> and another fun fact, just in case you're having Billy Idol over for the weekend, he insists on, I can't believe it's not butter. That has to be back there, too. What about Kiss? I find this pretty funny. Kiss insists, at least on one tour rider that they had, that their driver has to be, quote, professional in appearance. Isn't this the band with the dude dressed like a demon that spits fake blood on stage? <laughs> and again, if you happen to have Ace Freely coming over, they insist on Pringles. <laughs> Lou Reed, he had a tour and his rider was awesome. It, it was like you can take the New Yorker out of New York, but not the New York out of the New Yorker. He requested at one point, capital letters, local organic, whitefish. Now, in New York, I could see that, but I'm imagining his show landing in a small town in the Midwest and them scrounging to try to find local organic whitefish. Quite the shopping list. James Brown, dude. <laughs> James Brown needs a five-star hotel, a hooded hairdryer, and an oxygen tank. That's what I'm talking about. ZZ Top. This one makes me cringe just a little, and I think you'll understand with the beards and everything. ZZ Top requests, quote, cocktail weenies, 
with a recipe for a dipping sauce that they provide the promoter to prepare for them to dip the cocktail weenies in. <laughs> the Who. Now, The Who, their writer, they tell me kind of two things about the band. Number one, yeah, they've gotten older, but number two, they're still The Who. You see, The Who requires, requires, needs tea. But don't under any circumstances, and this is their verbiage, forget the milk. <laughs> then we have the artists that go above and beyond needs. We're getting into wants more than we're getting into needs. Now, we're talking about the psychology behind all this, and, and I wonder how it reflects on them. Do these artists feel they need this? that they really deserve this, or perhaps are they trying to prove something? I don't know, but let's let's go into some of them together. For example, Mariah Carey requests a $200, $200 bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon, and her dressing room is to be outfitted with two dozen white roses and vanilla aromatherapy candles. Okay, that's that's her dressing room. She also has a living room, and as for the furniture in her living room space, she wants absolutely no busy patterns in the furniture. They either have to be black, dark gray, cream, dark pink, all that is fine. It should be exactly 75 degrees back there, and a lamp or a clip light should be provided so that harsh lighting may be turned off in her backstage bathroom. How about Katy Perry? Katy Perry, her dressing room has to be draped in cream or soft pink, needs to be outfitted with two cream colored egg chairs, one of which has to have a footstool. A coffee table needs to be Perspex modern style coffee table. A pair of floor lamps should be in quote, French ornate style. And the singer's refrigerator must come with a glass door. As for the dressing room's flower arrangement, she wants, quote, white and purple hydrangeas, pink and white roses and peonies. If those flowers are not available, Katie will settle for a selection of seasonal white flowers to include white orchids. However, promoters are advised, all capital letters, guys, all capital letters, absolutely no carnations. What about Shaka Khan? Shaka Khan? All bedding has to be new when she stays somewhere. It, it cannot have been used by another person before. She wants all new bedding. It has to be in the presidential suite of whatever hotel she's staying at. She requires six large high-end candles and pre-arranged personalized VIP assistance at the airport. What about Britney Spears? I find this one really interesting because of the contrast. We almost could have put this in the first category. Britney Spears, at least on one tour, charged a $5,000 fine for every wrong number she received on the dressing room phone. And the promoter installed a phone for each location 
and gave her a specific phone number for that location for the duration of that night. And if she got a wrong number on it, it they would charge the promoter $5,000 for each wrong number. Now, that sounds pretty intense, high security, sophisticated, but keep in mind, this same person also required backstage Fruit Loops, Captain Crunch, and Pop-Tarts. Barbara Streisand, this lady's not playing around. <laughs> she demands a, quote, thorough inspection by a canine team, which is required before her pre-show sound check. So that way they can potentially discover any explosive devices at her concerts. And then finally, I don't know how these guys can make demands really anymore at this time in their career, but apparently they can. The village people, the village people's flight plans detail everything to a science. Who needs to sit on the right side of the plane, for example, and which village person prefers which specific airport to be taken to the gig. Now, at the same time, there's a lot of, you know, blue collarish kind of cool things that are going on where artists appear a little bit more reasonable. For example, Wayne Newton, Wayne Newton, he requests a six pack of Coors Light, a couple of bottles of, quote, reasonably priced wine and two red carnation boutonnieres. All James Taylor needs, or at least during one tour, during another night on the road, he just asks for a dressing room stocked with Kleenex, Neutrogena, the New York Times, and some clean towels. Snoop Dogg. Three things were written on one of his writers. Vanilla ice cream, dinner rolls, and a Sony PlayStation. <laughs> now, believe it or not, and I think this is to her credit, Beyonce actually had fairly reasonable requests. Maybe this was early on, maybe not, I don't know, but she needs her dressing room to be maintained at about 78 degrees. And she requested, quote, juicy baked chicken, legs, wings, and breast only, seasoned with fresh garlic, seasoning salt, black pepper, and cayenne pepper, large capital letters, heavily seasoned. As for drinks, her writer said this, Beyonce can only have Pepsi products. There cannot be any competitor's products anywhere that she or her entourage may be photographed drinking. And what about you too? Simply put, Guinness in bottles, please. There's other requests that I think are funny because they kind of challenge the the uh, public image of the artists themselves, like Keith Richards, right? Low down and dirty Captain Jack Sparrow, Keith Richards requests a $45 medium white Casablanca lily arrangement with weeping eucalyptus in his dressing room. I was picturing heroin, but there you go. When singer Zach De La Roca of Rage Against the Machine would take breaks from screaming about unjust wars and fascism backstage, he would enjoy Starbursts and Hershey's assorted miniatures. <laughs> REO Speedwagon, dude, on their rider it says, and I quote, 
a nice selection of honey-made graham crackers. <laughs> Willie Nelson, he wants, quote, butterfly-cut organic free-range pork chops and two gallons of distilled aloe vera. Pearl Jam, they had a fun one. They were insistent on one tour writer to have ingredients for blending smoothies, including carrots and beets and Marlboros. Guns and Roses. They want Dom Perignon, cartons of cigarettes, and Wonder Bread. Guys, I'm going to close with my two favorites because, you know, ultimately, musicians and singers, they're just like us. They're quirky. They do their thing. But these last two, you know, psychologically speaking, I think that they're, they hit the nail so on the head and they're so perfect. I can't think of a better way to close this episode out. First of all, Iggy Pop, the Stooges, they require on their rider, quote, a driver who speaks good English and isn't afraid of death. <laughs> and finally, when asked what the late blues legend B.B. King required backstage, his rider said, nothing. How hot is that? We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to complement our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Psychological Backstage Passes playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast-Psychological Backstage Passes. Let's get into our 10 songs. Track number one, Daisy Chainsaw with the song Love Your Money. Number two, Gratitude by the Beastie Boys. Number three, The Vaselines with Dying For It. Dude, this list is an alt-rock masterpiece. Number four, Sparks with Hospitality on Parade from their Indiscreet record. Number five, We Hate It When Our Friends Become Successful by Morrissey. Number six, the band is Jellyfish and the song is Joining a Fan Club. Number seven, from the Pixies, we have Frank Black with his song, Headache. Number eight, we have Oasis with Rock and Roll Star. Number nine, we have 24-Hour Party People by the Happy Mondays. And number 10, Sonic Youth with Star Power. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast-Psychological Backstage Passes. We'd like to welcome some brand new listeners to our little show. I love looking at this report every week. Sometimes it's more people where we already have people. And then we have these wonderful weeks where we have new areas, new listeners in new areas. This week, our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in the United States in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Welcome. As well as some neighbors of the United States. We have new listeners in Wales as well as in Uppsala County, Sweden. Welcome to Refresher. Everyone, I say it all the time, I mean it all the time, this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. If you enjoy it, you think somebody else might enjoy it, if you think they'd like some of the themes that we go over, 
if you think they'd like some of the companionship or they'd be entertained by this, pass it along. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you're inclined, that would be outstanding. And sometimes people do 99 cents a month and that does help. So thank you either way. We appreciate it. And if you don't have the circumstances, the desire or the cash to do this, please don't worry about it. Listen to the show anytime you want. It's yours. Also, if you're interested in checking out some of my books or our T-shirts or merch or whatever the case may be, including friends of the show, go to www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. Chris, you said that too fast. www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late. It was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a huge difference between worry and concern. Hang in there. We'll see you next time.